Hello, <laughs> and welcome to Positive Occult Practice with Lucifer. And uh, we got an amazing special guest today. <laughs> um, gosh, he's sitting very close to me. <laughs> shh, 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 can't speak, I can't say nothing. And um, no, I mean, because we have one speaker, which is cool, though, because I can actually it's made from multiple people. So we're going to be introducing my new, I guess you'd say co-host or host um, to the podcast, which she's going to do probably once or twice a month, drag her in here. And because uh, I'm fucking boring, I think sometimes I listen to my podcast and I go, God, I won't even listen to him. Like, like, why am I listening to this podcast of myself? That sounds terrible. Is that music in the background loud? A little. Okay. Um, I think I think we should be okay now. Wait a minute. No? Okay, so go ahead. You want to shut that off? Yeah. So anyways, yeah. So I haven't... <laughs> We're so professional here. I'm so professional. Uh, I'm having actually my co-host... Shut off my TV. I guess. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Okay. So the birds are just not going to shut up. That's um, Beasley Bub, and uh, they actually have real names, but I'm calling them Beasley Bub and um, Asmodeus. I think, or no, I think I was calling them Balial because they're my little demons in the background. Oh, okay. So today. We're going to introduce our new co-host. She is an incredible, beautiful woman. Probably one of the smartest women I've ever met. An entrepreneur, a spiritual teacher. When she comes into the room, she lights it up. And not just because she's beautiful, but because she has this great aura and presence. And this is Morgana. Say hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Yes. Yes, making me blush. Making you blush? Well, that's what I try to do. She <laughs> Throw me off my game. <laughs> yes, she has a, a beautiful, um, very slight Irish accent. And she's originally from, well, I guess Halifax, right? But Dublin. Born, born in Halifax and raised in Dublin, Ireland. Yes. Just in Halifax for a hot minute. Born and shipped out. Born and shipped out. <laughs> That's the Irish mother. You said it's too fucking cold. <laughs> That's right. Getting the fuck out of this place. <laughs> you know. Oh, what's on the forecast for Halifax? Oh, um, cold. That's always. Arctic <laughs> weather. Yeah. Yes. I know. I've been, not to Halifax, but I've been up north enough to know that's like, it's a, uh, so. So anyway, so Morgana is a druid and we're going to talk to her. I just, we're going to get a little more of their background and everything so that everybody kind of knows or will know who she is. And then anybody new will know who she is. Hopefully we'll refer back to this um, and say, who is this woman with this amazing voice <laughs> and knowledge? Okay. So, um, so yeah, so just, I don't know, tell me a little bit, just a little bit about, so you went from Halifax as a young child to Dublin and then you were, um, then they made the actual TV show from Netflix, uh, from you, correct? 
you're what's talk- your life? If you're talking about dairy girls, that's the yes. wrong, <laughs> the, the wrong end of the country. So, okay. so yeah. So I grew up in Dublin, Ireland. Right. But I moved to New York 30 years ago, mm. which of course dates me horribly. But um, I've been here a very long time. So, right. so you're 31 though. So yes, that's I it. Yeah. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> you've seen her she actually does look 31 she looks amazing <laughs> i mean not that she's old i don't want to get hit or anything it's just you know but so and then and then you so you came here and then you so, went yeah. to college and, and i did okay. i did i went i i did a little bit of college in dublin before i left but i left when i was 20 21 okay or so hmm. and um yeah and yeah just moved to new york to throw my hat in the ring okay see what fortune would bring my way right and uh yeah went back to college did weekend college at tarrytown marymount tarrytown um in business business mm. and economics and um and then did a mba at fordham mm. in management systems and information and communication systems and uh yeah i spent a lot of time working in healthcare i've always walked two paths the business path and the spiritual path. That's good. That's and, great. Yeah, and now mm. at this this point in my life, I'm I am finding that I'm wanting to spend more time on the spiritual path and a little less time on the business path. Mm. Um, but yeah, but but the two can coexist, and I think I think people often shy away from their own spirituality because they're afraid that it's going to take them away from what they have to do mm. day to day. And um, you know that doesn't have to be the case. You can. You can layer it in. You can, mm-hmm. you know, you can actually, you know, bring that into your day to day rather than just stepping away from your, your day to day altogether. Right. Yeah. You're putting me in a trance. <laughs> <laughs> a good <me> trance. <laughs> um, so, and then, so we're going to talk about druidism. I mean, oh God, I said it wrong. No, or, you didn't. No, yeah, no, druidism or druidry. Druidry. It's, it can be either or. Which is Celtic, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so the Druids really were, um, I don't want to say a class within the Celtic tribes, but they were um, certainly a sort of a, an echelon in the Celtic tribes, and by which I mean that they were sort of the, the learned class, right? They were the doctors and the philosophers mm. and the, mm. you know, war strategists, etc. Right. Mm. So these are the the scholars, if you will, but um, but to be a Druid, you really studied all of the all of the arts right Mm. so if you think about the doctors what were they using you know two centuries ago three centuries or um thousands of years ago rather two or three thousand years ago um it was you know the medicine was plants it's plant medicine right so so they mastered you know herbalism obviously and um it was very much an oral tradition uh Mm. the celtic tradition so you didn't have a lot of stuff written down and a lot of it was um, spoken word. And so to be a Druid, you had to train up in the arts of storytelling. That's how they kept their mythology and their history alive. Um, and um, and then obviously, you know, war was such a feature of uh, fiefdoms and chiefdoms and various things back then that um, there was always some altercation or another that needed to be sorted out. And so mm. the Druids really were, you know, the council for that and, um, and helping to create the laws and uphold those laws. Right. So, um, so yeah, so just see them as sort of the, the professionals, you know, in society was really what, uh, what the Druids were and so much more. I mean, there were the realms of magic back then too. So a lot of what they did incorporated spirituality and magic. They, they, they weren't disassociated from that the way we are now in the modern world. Right. Right. They, they very much lived on the land, lived with the trees, used plants for medicine. And so we're very connected, you know, to, to all of that and very connected to, the flora and the fauna, right? The animals as well as the plants and, and understanding that each has its own unique spirit. 
you know. Wow. <laughs> Which is why I <laughs> no, love jewelry. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> right. This is why I love jewelry. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really. It's a, it's a more I guess you would say a more well rounded, and I'm not putting down my own witchcraft, but it's a more well rounded um, path. Like you, like you're saying, like talking about government philosophy. Even though I do incorporate a lot of, I do study a lot of philosophy myself, and you know, any you know things like that. But I'm not I'm not into as much into herbs. I mean, I use them for some of my practice, but. I don't know shit about a lot of them, you know, so, but that's, so it's more very well-rounded. I like that. That's pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't know that it was that many things. Would Merlin be considered a druid? Well, well, this is the thing, right? Merlin in all probability was a druid. Right. But of course, you know, in the sands of time, it's, it, 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 it's a lot juicier to make him a wizard, right? And to sort of focus on the, the magical powers of Merlin. But, right. but if you read um, a lot of those Arthurian tales, you know, Merlin is very much a war strategist. He's very much, you know, on right. the council. So he is this, you know, sort of wise and learned elder, so to mm. speak. But um, but obviously, you know, works in the realms of magic. So, you know, I suspect, because we don't know, right, as I say, so little was written down. Right. But I suspect that um, you had those druids that were, you know, much more practiced in the magical arts. And you had those druids that were much more practiced in the legal arts and on and on it goes, right? As as it is in, in modern society, you just have people, human beings that have natural affinities for, for different areas of specialty. And so mm. I suspect that it was the same, you know, with, with the Druids. I was reading actually somewhere in that one, uh, and I, I'm just throwing this shit out there. It's definitely, you can look it up somewhere, that one of the actually Roman emperors used um, a Druid as counsel. And I can't remember who it was. Yeah. So he probably took over or something. I mean, they didn't, conquer the germans as as well the germanic tribes but they he, i can't remember what it is i'm going into something as we i should have looked it up before i even said this shit but well no I but, did. You, but you're on the you're on the right path there but ultimately the romans annihilated the druids mm -hmm. um yeah they absolutely annihilated them you know right. by the first century there was um very few druids left there were a few holdouts until the second century right and um um, yeah, really, it was, uh, you know, they were seen as a, as a real threat um, right. by the Roman Empire. So ultimately, they wanted to learn from them. Right. And um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm sure at some point there was some integration of certain Druids with, um, you know, with those in Roman society. Uh -huh. But ultimately, they obliterated Druids as, as yes. they obliterate. I will say one thing that um, the Catholic Church stole from the Druids and that the Pope looks like a wizard with his dress. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel, I feel like every time I see like you know a bishop or something that you look like a wizard or a druid, but then right. really fancy, fancy, right? You know, right? You had to be fancy with all the gold, but right. I'm just joking. I don't know. I don't know. But there, there could be some some grains of truth in that, right? Because right. like, how do you how do you convince the people to adopt your your religion when you overlay right. it with what they already know, right? So. So a lot of iconography and so so for example like the sacred wells in ireland became the holy wells right mm. you know so you you take what's there and you sort of work with it and you superimpose a religion on it you know which right. which just for the record you know druidry is not a religion it's right. a spirituality i mean right. druidry in and of itself is really an affinity with nature that also incorporates your inner creativity in the arts mm. so we you know we look at druid, modern druidry right because it's we're not we're not the druids of two thousand years ago um 
but you know the druids of today are really um once practicing an affinity with nature and honoring how right. the seasons change and you know what what plants have to teach us and honoring the spirits inherent in everything right. and animals and plants right and um but but also with a you know real honoring of the arts you know professional creative and otherwise yes that's yeah because i guess if you when you say more modern druid right just like your store just like my story. That's why I had to. Had to <laughs> we'll, call, go, we'll go into that later. <laughs> to call but, <laughs> so, um, so I mean, I wrote down some questions, of course, because you know, I don't want to go totally into this raw, but I, I, I guess I would. That didn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not wearing a condom in this interview. <laughs> We're go, going into it raw. I guess you would say. So, so you feel like it was your exactly. own heritage, your own. <clears throat> don't listen. You know. No kids should be listening to this shit anyways. But uh, unless they're, I don't know. But do you feel it was, you've always been a druid and it's connected to your heritage? Is that what you Yeah, think? I mean, it is, for me, it's kind of multifaceted, right? I mean, you know, growing up in Ireland, it's, you know, it's not hard to be part of or to feel really a part of the spirituality there, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, pagan based. Mm. Um, Druidry came a bit later for me, but it was really a sort of a realization. I, I've always been very curious about spirituality and paganism and Wiccan, all the various things. Um, and, and I guess, you know, about 15 years ago or more, maybe even 20 years ago, you know, just in, in sort of reading about um, Judaism, you know, what it is and what it isn't. You know, realizing that, oh, that's what I truly believe. Like, that's that's what that's about, mm. you know. Um, um, and so if I had to sort of align myself with something, uh, then, then Druidry was really what was calling me. And so I, you know, I, I have trained up more formally as a Druid through the order of um, Bards, Owates and Druids mm. out, of, out of England. Um, and, um, and also, you know, undertaken a number of studies through Irish Druids. Mm. Um, a shout out to Laura O'Brien and the Irish Pagan School, which mm. is an absolutely fantastic organization that they have there. And some just really... Uh, stellar um, educational resources, um, really based on the the academics and source material, right? Not on flights of fancy and and mm. you know mythology that's just sort of pulled out of the ether. Mm. Um, but yeah, but that's that's really what uh, sort of attracted me into it was just this idea of um, understanding spirituality in a way that made sense to me and what did I resonate with? And it was very much very much that it's about the plants and the trees for me mm. in so many ways. So. Um, yeah, druids have a special affinity for trees. In fact, you can't be a druid and not and not love and protect and honor trees. <laughs> it's sort of it's part and parcel of it. You, know? yes. you can't work in the uh, tree logging, I guess. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, though I do know some druids that have come from that that right. industry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, there's cultivation too, right? And there's protection, and there's right ways of doing things and wrong ways of right. doing things. And so you do find a lot of druids actually in the those sort of agricultural and forestry. Um, uh, professions, you know, right. honoring it in, in their way. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so I guess, okay, well, wait a minute. And I think, okay, I'm, I'm going over my notes. I'm not, <laughs> I'm so professional. Um, so you, so it is considered, I guess it was, it, it's a path. It's not a religion. Could you? Well, it's really hard to do this, right? Because there are witches that are Christians. 
Could you be a Christian and a Druid? Absolutely. Okay. You can be you can be Jewish and a Druid. You can, right. in fact, you can be a Jew, you know, a, a Christian, a Jew, and a Muslim and a Druid. If you, you want, you can be all the things. Wow, that's there's a lot no, of work. There's no, there's no, um, <laughs> there's no rules around that. You know, it's again, it's it's not a, re- a religion, right? It's it is, it's spirituality. So it is spirituality, right? Mm. Versus religion. You know, religion is is a prescribed way of being that says in order to identify with this thing, you do the following things. And it might be going to mass on Sunday and following mm. the scriptures and, and whatever. There's no, there's no such requirements in, in Druidry. There's no such requirements in, in Wicca. You right. know, it's, it really is your own practice and right. your own calling and nobody is telling you what to do within that. You know, right. there are resources available to you. There's, there's ways of learning about that and, and um, working with your own, practice ever deeper you know mm-hmm. but um but nobody's telling you what you have to do right you know yeah i think that yeah that's what i'm i always talk about on my podcast is dogma like mm. no dogma like right. once you start creating dogma in once you see it in a path you just go you pump the brakes yeah when there's certain even covens or you know groups like that or spiritually spiritual groups once you start seeing well no you have to do it this way and then you go no i'll I'll walk out the door yeah because that's what you should do because you don't want to you're on your own path i mean right i this same thing with buddhism right so that was my background you know years ago and i mean still stays with me being Mm -hmm. part of my my craft i guess you would say with meditation Mm -hmm. um that you can still be a buddhist because it's a spiritual path it's not a religion, right. which Westernized try to make it, but it's not. And you can still be a Christian and you can be a Buddhist and you can, it's just a way of life. Right. Um, but then once you start creating in some sort of dogma and, and there are certain parts of Buddhism, same thing, Yeah. You know? but I hate saying that, but anyways, I want to get off the topic, but, um, so you can, would it be called a coven if there's a group of druids and is there there's solitary druids also right right okay. yeah yeah it's um referred to as as groves so oh, when you have okay. groups of druids that come together to hmm. be in community they're referred to as, as groves hmm. um personally i'm a solitary druid hmm. those have been um that's really just just my own my own path you know, part of it is just um time too right it's you right. know there's there's a real community aspect to to druidry that um you know, if you sort of graduate all the way up to um, the third level of Druidry through something like the Order of Bards, Oates, and Druids, there's a real calling to have you um, give back, you know, to, to community, mm. to actually be in service, you know, to, right. to others as a Druid. And so, um, you know, that can be hard to achieve. And so how a lot of people on the path, you know, find a way to do that is to be in community in, in groups. Mm. Um, for me, it's just, it's always been a solitary path, you know, mm. a little bit here, a little bit there. And right. Part of that was is just you know time allocation too, right. you know trying to be a healthcare entrepreneur. <laughs> I didn't right. leave a lot of time to you know right. to practice and and so you, what I'm trying to say is you have obligation in community. Sure. If you're with a coven, if you're a witch, or if you're in a grove, if you're a druid, you know to be able to be consistent and give back to that. And so for me, it was just much easier to be a solitary druid right. and create community now in my own way. You know through mm. through our own center. Oh. Yes, yes. I'm in, I mean, I've been a solitary everything <laughs> yeah just you know as a, as a witch i i it just i always felt that you know i'm such a i'm gonna follow my own path and i don't even want to tell you how to do it even if you you know my podcast is it's about really you know i give information and then it's up to you to find out or you didn't want to take it that's how i always 
feel, you know, but that sounds similar to that, to your path and, and that path. Cause I guess being a druid is like finding everything in the world and like what works for you and what, you know, because I think that's the same thing as eclectic witch or Luciferian where you, you're working through science. You're trying to find these philosophical meanings of life because you're not just putting yourself in a box saying, I just want to do this one thing right. and that's right. it. Right. You know, which then you have no way to, to learn or express yourself. Right. You know, and I think that's why so many of us go the spiritual path as opposed to religious path, right? Mm. The religious path really yes. is such a narrow focus and it's, yes. you know, it's somebody else um, mm -hmm. telling you what to do and how to be. You know? Right. And right. that doesn't allow for that growth and for that self-development and being able to, you know, sort of dig in deep and experience your own sense of self, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing, I guess, with Buddhism too. I mean, the Buddhist, you know, the Buddha said when, you know, near the end of his life was, you know, this is the path that I found enlightenment, but you have to find your own. Yeah. Yeah. So to do the path, of course, and then, but if you find something else that's going to make you maybe faster enlightened or enlightened in, in a different way. Cause some, obviously everybody's at a different level. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I know in your personal life, you have deity, right? Morrigan. Yes. And then how did that, how is that associated with Druid? If it is or it isn't, you know? <laughs> so, so are there deities in, in Druidry? Yeah, certainly, certainly there is oh there's the use of archetypes um and honoring spirit and everything um i think obviously leads you to different different deities and and so people are drawn to different things you know as a druid what are you drawn to um you know lots of people are drawn to the green man for example mm -hmm. you know because of trees and plants of course um you know my my own you know, personal leanings, um, the, the Morrigan, as we call her, mm. we must have that T-H-E in front of it. Oh, yes. Yes, we must give her self-acknowledgement. Yes. Um, yeah, the Morrigan is, it, you know, I've, I've always I've always identified um, with the Morrigan. So even as a child, you know, learning Irish mythology and, mm. um, you know, there's a, um, a sort of same way as in Greek mythology, there's a whole pantheon, you know, mm. of, of deities is the same in Irish mythology. And the Morrigan um, always appealed to me. She's a battle. Uh, goddess or mm. warrioress, um, uh, certainly, but so many other things as well, you know, mm. um, you know, for me, to, like the Morgan calls you as opposed to, you know, mm. you sort of, you yes. know, calling the Morgan, but, but certainly, you know, there are many that resonate with her. Mm. Um, but it's not, um, you know, it's not an undertaking for the faint hearted, right? Much, much like you identify with Luciferianism, mm -hmm. you know, you, d you don't, don't dabble, don't dabble in it. If you're going no. to, you know, associate um, and and honor, if you will, um, very strong and powerful deities that aren't, you know, aren't the angels, you yeah. know, um, you know, expect that you're gonna have to do some work for that, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, so so I, I I like that aspect of it, like that element of it um, in working with her. But um, but also, you know, crow and raven are um, some of the animals associated with her, and I've always felt a very strong and deep connection to to Corvids, not hmm. COVID, <laughs> Corvids being the, Yes, we don't you want know, more connections the, with COVID. Yeah, the crows and the ravens <laughs> and the magpies and the rooks and, you know, all right. those wonderful birds. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's just sort of a natural affinity, you know, for me. And um, over time just, you know, felt, uh, you know, a calling from her to to really, you know, work with her in ways that, um, that I believe were beneficial to the world and um, hmm. help me with my own spiritual practice and the spiritual work that I do. Hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. 
she's she's remarkable she she's remarkable and and there is you know there's a lot of really good source material around that like what what is mythos right and what what um are actual stories you know that have been handed down i mean obviously centuries old stories you know will will you know have um grains of truth in them certainly but mm -hmm. um you know over time get you know sort of warped and twisted um but um but there is there's a lot there you know should you wish to learn more about it there's a lot there there's also a lot of hokum and nonsense right that people just sort of fabricate around it you know Ugh. um you find well, the same into in your, yes exactly right <laughs> oh my god if you go in and look up luciferianism on youtube you just go what is going what, on yeah here? yeah it's it's the same like when we see yeah. you know these like sexy images of marg and the battle goddess it's just like oh for the love of fucking god you know yeah. it's like yeah that's you know so far removed from the, the actual reality of right. dealing with death right. you know that's like almost um, like Kali or like Kali or Hecate. Yeah. Where you have this strong female character, but then like, let's sexualize it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know if everybody knows about Hecate, but you, you don't really want to sexualize her too much. Same That's thing right. with the Morgan. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. You probably don't want to do, do that. your peril. Because yeah. <laughs> something might, yeah, go wrong, you know. And, and I think like you, you said, there's people that do go into these deities and not developing a relationship with them first right, right. like my deities i would say you're my deities are the the spirits i work with which are lucifer and hecate and then i work with you know different demons i guess you would yeah. say yeah. um i don't spread them out and like take on the whole legion i i i'm i <laughs> deal with that. one or two no <laughs> and yeah and you have to you have to have this connection and develop kind of because it is a friendship more at least on the way i do it because you don't want it to be that they're above you and you definitely want to not think you're above them so right. and it's a it's a partnership it's, yes yeah. and it's a trade you yeah. know you do this i'll do this yeah. i'll give you you know whiskey <laughs> what you do the margin really likes whiskey but you have to get the good stuff don't yes. don't ever insult her with the cheap stuff that's yes. not gonna go well no. for you <laughs> My demons are getting the, the shitty stuff. So, yeah, yeah. You but might want to up your game on that. I, I think they like the shitty stuff. They're, they're a little grimier. They're a little grimier. So, I, I think, I think. Um, That's great. But, uh, let's see. What, do we, I, what else do we have here? Oh, so Modern Druid is this is this beautiful shop. Uh, that's where I met you. That's right. And, and so, what was your, I guess, your drive to do it? Like, why did you want to open up a shop? to take on this beautiful shop and put out the community and and what was your drive behind it and why did you want it do you know it, it it came into form really fast it was it was an idea that was sort of um kicked around um so speaking of irish spirituality i had taken a six-month intensive with laura o'brien at the irish pagan school on uh oem which is mm. spelled O-G-H-A-M, also known as Ogham, uh, which it really is also known as the Irish tree alphabet, but we don't like to refer to it as that because it's so much more. Uh, but mm. really, it was the first time that um, Old Irish was written down, and it was written down in the form of these symbols that corresponded to letters, and those letters corresponded to trees and plants. And so Ogham is um, something that I grew up with in Ireland. There's all these standing stones all over Ireland that still bear these inscriptions You know, on mm. them. Usually their names, often they're you know, sort of um, demarcations for land and property and in some cases, um, you know, gravestones. Mm. But um, um, 
uh, in working with them over the course of six months, I felt a call and a direct, you know, message from the guardians of each of these symbols, which is part of the work. You really, you know, travel and journey to meet the um, the guardians of these symbols, but they wanted to be brought into a form other than the way they're typically used. So, so how are they typically used? Usually as divination tools. Let's see, you have each of these symbols, much like runes. You know, you have them on little pieces of wood or on stones, and people use them for divination. And um, my calling was uh, to um, translate them in such a way that people could find them much more accessible and work with the healing properties mm. inherent in each of these symbols. So I ended up making um, these essential oil blends. And so that's great to make 20 different blends, right? And so what are you going to do with them? Well, you're going to sell them so that people can wear them and work with them. I set them up as intention oils. Um, but you can't really smell them online. So it's like, okay, right. I guess kind of need a, a place, mm, you know, for, yes. for people to be able to explore the um, the oils. And uh, and so that was sort of the genesis of it, right? It was like, okay, so, you know, what are we doing here? And um, it had a couple of early iterations, you know, that was going to um, involve um, having s some services, uh, psychic mediumship and stuff um, there. At the end of the day, what presented was this beautiful space in Nyack mm. and um, an opportunity to take over a space that had had a store there uh, several years ago run by a friend of mine um, who ended up with my store up to Beacon. But Laura had just such beautiful energy and had really built a lovely community out of, out of her shop that to build on those bones just seemed like a really wonderful thing to do. So the space, um, the space came together pretty quick. Mm. You know, from there, right. once it was decided and the space came up, we were like, okay, we're doing this thing. So, yeah, as I say, Modern Druid came into form very quickly um, from there. But also, you know, it takes the right people around you to be able to, to put something together, not just quickly, but um, effectively. Right? right. And so very, very magically. Um, um, the right, the right people were around uh, at the right time, and um, one of those is our store manager, Emery, who is just this absolutely remarkable beam of light uh, right. that um, that really holds the space for us mm. and uh, and attracts in just uh, so much positive energy and gives out so much positive energy into the community. Um, but I wanted it to be more than just a, a store. Um, so we call it, we refer to it as a studio. Mm. It's really a, it's a store. It's an art gallery. And again, another, you know, magical opportunity, um, uh, Melissa Markley uh, joined us to help set up the gallery and mm. be our um, artist in residence mm. for a while, creating magnificent paintings that um, were just so expressive of, um, of aspects of life and death and Memento Mori is the series that she's uh, been creating. And, um, and so we wanted to be, you know, art as well as inspiration as well as you know having this wonderful oils bar for these 20 agam oil blends mm. um that people can work with very intentionally so it's you know it's almost spell magic right so you you set your intentions and each of these oils corresponds to various things so for example like the first one is is beth with beth which is um associated with the birch tree and associated mm. with purification and new beginnings you know so obviously we'd use that for for those sorts of things to me every day is a new beginning right so mm. so it's nice to to start the day with Beth. sure but um but yeah, so we created this space and then we layered in some events and courses and classes really with the idea in mind of like, you know, what sort of things would I like to do? Mm, yes, <laughs> yes. Right. And, and that's also how we sort of created our shop. And so we have these beautiful pieces that were created by Laura Shrewsbury out of Weapon of Choice, New Orleans. Mm. And, um, and so as I say, it's part, part inspiration, you know, inspiration through, through jewelry, inspiration through clothing 
inspiration through art. And that goes back to the heart of Druidry, right? It's not just a nature-based spirituality, but it's also this idea of creativity and, and the arts. Hmm. And so I, I have a special affinity with um, art arts, mm, <laughs> you yes. know, so, mm-hmm. the various mediums. So, um, you know, so it, I think it's just, it's lovely that people can express themselves through unique pieces of fashion that they might wear, through um, mystical and occult pieces of, of jewelry, um, artworks, you know, that obviously uh, sit, sit there. I have a special fondness for skulls and skeletons. Mm, and so yes. we have lots of those sorts of things, you know, in the store and, um, you know, and then of course the artworks themselves from various prints. Um, one of my favorites, Mothmeister, mm. out of Antwerp in Belgium. They just yes, do these, I love that. Yeah, work. right. They just do it's these amazing, fantastic to some gruesome, you know, artwork. But it's but it's absolutely um, spectacular in in its ornateness and mm. and conveyance of story in just a yes. just a s- single image. Um, so yeah, so all those all those kinds of good stuff. So yeah, so now we've expanded it to have a men's shop in there. Mm. I you know we got to bring our brothers along. I shop in there. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, you may you may also um, may not know this, but our source of inspiration for for what we bring into the men's shop <laughs> there too. Well, mm. everything looks good on you. So <laughs> oh, thank you. But you have your own fantastic Are you style. To seduce me, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but um, no, but truly, I mean, you just you you have such style that it's just um, you know it's it, it sits so so nicely with um, with my own style uh, as well that it's just it's fun to play with that and yes. um, and bring in those things. So it's like, hmm, what would what would look good on him or what, what might you like? And you've helped me obviously select some of the things for the store now too, which is great. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah. I like being part of that process. Yeah, yeah. The store is and it's story when you go in, you can feel the energy and the aura of the store itself you know so i think when people come in there are some people that come in and i've been there and there's like they don't know what it is yeah you know yeah because they see it outside it looks gorgeous it's really classy and then they're like what is going on and then it's it opens up people's minds to a lot of things a lot of new things and maybe toward a path like dropping yeah. little seeds and then there's the people who are very spiritual or very or witches or every type of occult maybe person comes in there and they're like this is the best thing in the world yeah well and that's why we have all yeah. these open oracle and tarot decks and mm-hmm. and the reading table you know so people can sit yeah. down play with the decks do their own mini readings i'm yeah. all about um teaching people how to do things mm-hmm. as opposed to the most having to pay somebody else you know yeah. to be their oracle or to be their reader couches you have yeah couches in there. Well, and we have a snack table you know so when people yeah. come in i want them greeted with a you know a snack and something to drink yeah sit on the couch enjoy the art pick up a book play with a deck right you know just i really wanted it to be a space where people can come in and just sort of breathe out yes Right, just have that pause and have that moment. And of course, we, you know, we always have our oils in the diffusers. So on any given day, we might be working with, mm. you know, various um, various aspects and intentions. And I think, in people, to your point, you know, feel that. I mean, we have so many people that sort of announce how they feel when they come in the door. Yes. And, you know, more often than not, um, those that are already on the spiritual path are like, I feel like I just stepped through a portal, you know, mm, <laughs> and sort of yes. in this place. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, it feels really nice in here. Like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it smells great, of course. Yeah, I know, you always it smells great. great so. <laughs> and there's just, I mean, obviously you're stunning and beautiful. You are, you know. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> I mean, Amory's not really that good looking. <laughs> I'm saying that Emery's dropped dead gorgeous. Yes, if you yeah. see Emery. Yeah. Like, okay. And shout out to Eli. We have wonderful Eli in the in the store now too. And, and Eli Sienna. Has the personality of he's just an amazing kid. Sienna I don't know as well. I've only met her like once or twice. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Eli's a, and just a 
just a lot of great energy. Fantastic. He really does. Fantastic. He's, energy. A, he's a great kid. Energy. I really That's like great. him a lot. Yeah. 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 And so much is also just, you know, holding the space for a community, having people in the community come in for classes and courses mm-hmm. and workshops. We do free evenings and intro evenings and stuff too. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and just that sort of that interconnectivity has just been so important to us to mm-hmm. cultivate. And also, you know, carrying local artists, um, you right. know, in the store and stuff, too. And mm-hmm. just sort of, you know, seeing how, how that's been growing and, mm-hmm. and building. You know, we have um, Tom from Riffenheim Wands, mm-hmm. who, you know, makes wands for us. And um, Juan Tom. <laughs> you know, and uh, Christina Alamo, she makes these mm-hmm. wonderful little, like, Fleur de Lis, fantastic sort of mixed media um, pieces and we have Luna Literati who makes these um, fantastic witchy occult little bags and mm. and things for us and um, you know and on and on it goes so it's yeah it's been it's been a trip but it really it fits so squarely with um, yeah. what it is that we're trying to well it called accomplish. me there that's for it sure did. I mean when I I can't remember how I saw it I seen on Instagram or something and then I was like. I gotta go check this place out because it's hard to find really you know you can find bookstores you can find crystal stores but this is like in in between and more right so you can it's it's definitely more i feel it's more community based you know where you can you can go there and find a friend yeah. like literally <laughs> like that. it's a friend that, yeah <laughs> you can't so it's in nyack new york if you're not That's from good. nyack or i mean you don't can't reach nyack uh, feel bad for you because you can't but they do have a website online where you can order stuff we do moderndrew.com mm-hmm. yes and most of the stuff we carry in the shop is online from from the books to the oils to the art um most of that is um is available online right. but right but as unfortunately you, say, you can't smell the oils you can't but... smell the oils yeah. yeah yeah well i tried to describe them as well as i could you know online so yeah um but um but as i say i mean they're they're intentional oils so some people wear them as perfume oils, you know, mm. on their body. Some will use them in baths. Some put them in diffusers. And, um, you know, a lot of our, our uh, witchy crew, you know, mm. put them on uh, candles. They anoint candles oh, with yeah. them and do yeah. spell work um, with those intentions and things, too. So, you know, so I like to say to people when they come into the oils bar, you know, you know, sort of show them how to best smell the oils. And I'm like, you know, some are citrusy, some are woodsy. Mm. Some you're just not going to like the smell of, you know, right, like, right. Th- like I have one or two that I'm just like, Oh, God, you know, <laughs> they're right. not 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 my favorites, you know, but they're designed right. to do certain things. It's right. not about well, either that or it's like, good as this one's happy. I don't know, if they have happiness. I mean, I've seen them like, <laughs> here's happiness. And then if you smell and you don't like it, then you're just a grumpy fuck. <laughs> Yeah, they don't repel you. It's like you. saying something yeah, to you. No, they, they don't repel you. And <laughs> what it's saying, like, can right, you sign? Right. Well, yeah. you know, it's really funny. It's like people come into the oils bar and they'll start talking about what they need and they'll they'll literally have their hand on one of the bell jars. So oh, each of the scents have a okay. bell jar so you can smell them. And, you know, more often than not, I'll be like, well, look where your hand is resting, mm, you know, yeah. and it'll be like exactly the one they need, like healing or it could yeah. be spiritual protection or it could be emotional protection. Right. Um, working with ancestors, vision mm-hmm. and dreaming, you know, yes. so they're, they're not, they're not pedantic. They're not just like, Oh, one for happiness, for wealth or whatever. They're right. very multifaceted. Yes. And have, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah I was just saying levels. the happiness. Thing, <laughs> trying to be funny, you know, <laughs> I'm be trying to find, be funny. Well, you yeah. know, one, one is, um, you know, with the working with despair and anxiety. Right. And so we mm-hmm. were like, Oh, I don't want, I don't want that. I don't want anxiety. It's right. like, no, it's not going to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's to help, it's to have, help alleviate it. Do you have anything for syphilis? Well, not to cure it, but to give it to you. That makes no sense at all. Like, um, it's all a learning journey. Yes, it is. You learn quick if you get syphilis. That's for damn sure. But um, I mean, I've never, 
Thank God I've never. <laughs> um, okay. So anyways, we're drinking. Uh, well, I'm going to mention before. So what are we drinking? Uh, what is this? It is this one. Well, it's so it's called it's witch's brew tea. So we were just in, in your kitchen before we decided to jump on and do this. Yes. And uh, thought it would be fun to bring, you know, to bring some tea to the table here. And you had this jar of witch's brew from uh, Twin Star Tribe in New Milford, Connecticut. And mm. when I read the ingredients, I was like, you have to drink this because it has so many druid um, herbs in it. It's got mm. mugwort and hawthorn right, and a whole host of other things. But um, yeah, delicious. Gotta, it's really good. Yeah, and the thing is, it. I bought it from Moon Serpent Bone and I never used it. Well, I'm glad you didn't. because <laughs> it's got not because it. I didn't like it. I just want I just want everybody to know that. It's just, you know what I am? It's, I don't know why I never used it. Well, because then, because you, you didn't, so it's loose tea. Yeah. So then it's like, do you have the tea oh, bags to put in that. it? And what you didn't, and you no, didn't have the teapot, but now you have the pour over thing. Yeah. So we but, were able to make yeah, it. Yeah. My, stu my studio uh, for the podcast is um, in my living room. <laughs> what a lovely living room. Yeah. All kinds of wonderful art in here. I love it. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you know, when I do interviews, like I didn't, the interview I did with Danielle mm -hmm. was, I can connect her. That's why the connection yeah. wasn't as good. Yeah. Um, but I want to try and see if I can do something different with that. But, mm. you know, because obviously not everybody's going to be able to come to my house <laughs> or studio. You know, so I mean, uh, I mean, I don't even let my own friends in this place. <laughs> I don't want to only, only your girlfriends. <laughs> you could just start podcasting from the studio. That'd yes. be fun. Yeah. That's true. Who's yeah. my girlfriend? <laughs> Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Morgana is my girlfriend, but she is also the co-host <laughs> of this. And she just didn't get the spot because she's well, my girlfriend. She got the spot because she's incredible and she's so much more knowledgeable than I am. In a lot of this things. is the only reason we're dating. So I could like co-host on your podcast. You know? I know, but you're probably going to break <laughs> away and become much bigger than me. And it'd be like, it'll be like that. What do you call that? Human League song where <laughs> you become Never, big and baby. I'm like, don't you want me, baby? Kind of no. shit. <laughs> I can't. God, am I showing my age? Uh, well, we're should... the same age. So that's. Yes, 31. That's yes. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, I think that's good because that was really great. Thank you very much. And so we're going to be picking out subjects probably i don't know whenever she gets a chance we're going to do like every other week if she can or every once a month we'll see how everything works out for her she's really busy well so are you i know I, you know this I know. is i so i have to applaud you i love that you do this i love that you do this podca podcast right. i love that you also cover so many things like so it's great for beginners but it's also great for people that want to dig into a subject a little more deeply. Mm. And so just think this is going to be a heck yeah. of a lot of fun to be doing that with you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. It's, this is. We're going to laugh a lot. We're going to, we, we always laugh a lot. That's, yes. <laughs> yes. What's the point? It was not joyful, right? Right. Or fun or laughing. Yes. That's right. You don't want to be like angry and just, you know. Well, nobody did listen to us. True. <laughs> True. Nobody Maybe does. nobody's listening to us anyway, but that's okay. No, they are. <laughs> You That's know. the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. So if you are listening, I do have people, unless they're on VPNs, which would be terrible, that are, um, which is good because I use VPN. Do I do have people from Lithuania, Colombia, um, all parts of Europe? Love it. 
parts of Asia. So I am getting, you know, it's nice that you're, I'm seeing that it's, you know, kind of getting, it's international a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, it'll be know? so fun when we can travel again and work through this COVID stuff where we can go to these places. And I know. Broadcast from there. Wow. That would be crazy. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Good idea. okay so uh thank you again for listening and uh, we hope you well i hope you learned something about druid or druidism or druid yes interchangeable yes and i hope you you know maybe if you're interested in 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 getting some information where, where would they go like so so this is a thing right there are some really ridiculous sites around druidry i always refer people to um irishpaganschool.com okay also um the order of obates uh, uh, the order of bards obates and druids okay i think that's druidry.org is the right. is the website that they have there um and those you know those those are great starting places okay. um uh, penny billington anything uh, written by that author is really terrific as uh, she does a lot of uh, really good work hmm. um but you'll find on especially on um Obad and on the Irish Pagan School, really great resources that are made widely available. Okay. I would say go to those resources. Don't just do random Google searches around Druidry or you've yeah. got all kinds of nonsense about blood sacrifices and bullshit. So, <sighs> you know, know. Same so, yeah. thing with Satanism, Murdering babies and yeah. Well, we could thank these stupid murderers that are out there and they'll draw pentagrams on our foreheads yeah. and then like thinking right. that's what right. everything's about. But. Anyways, but it's okay. not, and hence yeah. your positive occult. Yes, <laughs> that's why we're here that's to right. that's stop here. that nonsense. To that's really it. stop that nonsense. Love it. Yeah. So, what a mission. all right. Well, thank you very much for listening. And um, I have not put out the other meditation video, uh, the fourth one, because uh, I'll admit that I kept putting it off. So I'm going to put one out this week. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much. And thank you, Morgana. Thank you. Okay. Wonderful to be on. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye.